It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Week 15 edition of the PFF forecast. It is December 18th. Uh, we have a great show. We're going to do a little risers and fallers. Three big risers, three fallers we'll discuss. And then we're going to guess the week 16 lines uh, with Arjun and Ben. And of course, Brad, it's going to be a great show. Let's rock. Incredible Sunday night game. Uh, highest graded players of the game, the referees who managed to get us out of here without overtime. Uh, like it was 2018. You're like, this is going, it's going to go to overtime. We're going to have to watch this entire overtime. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be another hour until we get on this podcast. And uh, they, they got it done for us. So good for them. They also got me a, a W here, which I needed. Um, so it was a good week for, um, the Sunday, the Sunday podcast. I actually don't know. Do we, Brad, do we have a loss? Uh, I have one loss. I think it's the only loss of like 15 bets between the three of us. So, (laughs) so we're riding high. Ben, um, how did your Sunday of betting go? It it went better than, uh, the Saturday I would say for sure. But yeah, I had some giants. Thankfully the, the Bengals I would say was maybe the most miraculous cover that I've been on the right side (laughs) of so far this season. So I'll definitely take that one as well. Our lions. I mean, I I think Mm -hmm. uh, the rumor is it's definitely been restored. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm pretty pleased. I would say at least with the Sunday performance that we had coming out of this podcast. Yeah, the Giants uh, commanders one, I I felt good about. Like sometimes you have these bets, like the Bengals is a good example, right? Because like we wrote up the Bengals as one of our uh, one of the bets we wrote up after last Sunday, and like we might talk about this here in a second, but they covered. I don't know how you know legit you feel about the process there uh, after watching that game, but the Giants commanders, like the whole thing there was Taylor Heineke has like a forty nine PFF grade. Daniel Jones, everyone hates on him. But he's better than that. Like he's better than Taylor freaking Heineke. And you know that was that was the handicap. I ended up playing out four and a half was too many points uh, to be giving Brian Dable. We've talked about a lot of things. There are a lot of crazy things happened this weekend. Brian Dable dressing like that for the Sunday night football game. I mean, you know, it's it's not Argentina winning the World Cup. But it was was pretty was pretty good. Um, we're gonna do risers and fallers. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna each give our biggest riser for the week. Uh, and then uh, our biggest followers. So let's start with you, Ben. Biggest riser from week 15. I was I was hoping I would be like last in this scenario. And I was going to make sure that you guys at least brought up the Minnesota Vikings performance on Saturday. But it's got to be Kirk Cousins, at least maybe not in primetime spots, but at least in the island game spots. And I do think that, you know, even with the loss last week against Detroit, like the Vikings have... I would say very much figured it out offensively, especially passing the football with Justin Jefferson in the bowl. And I think that that at least, you know, uh, they went one and one in these games. They very much probably should be 0-2 in them. But uh, I think at least from, you know, 
where I would rank them as far as like where they're probably going to finish in the NFC here uh, come playoff time. Like I'm probably more optimistic about them uh, given what they had to endure uh, on Saturday and given like the way in which they kind of came back and the way in which they arrived at that victory. So uh, uh, hats off to, I would say, you know, Kirk O'Chains, I think is his nickname is, but mm-hmm. I think that he is, uh, you know, since, since you, neither of you two would have brought it up. Uh, I think he's got to be my biggest riser here coming out of week 15. Yeah, that's fair. The the picture of the little kid wearing the the chains was pretty good. Um, that also has to be like the first time that Kirk has ever done anything impressive in quote unquote prime time, right? Like right, right, right. Very. And then I think in an island game setting, this is I mean, this is this is it's a sample size of one. We hit it. Uh, it might not get any better than this, so that's why I at least have to mention. I know there was probably other more worthy candidates for my biggest riser out of week fifteen, but. Uh, my loyalty runs, you know, purple deep, I would say at this point. So I'm sorry, guys, uh, turning this into a Vikings podcast, uh, right now. It's okay. Uh, we forgive you. Um, I'll go, I'll go next. So, um, I actually had three, uh, <laughs> that I was debating between. I'll just tell you what the three were. Um, so people know the first was the lines, but I felt that was a little cliche. Like, yeah, of course. And here's the other thing. It's going to be my faller is the team that they played. So it didn't feel like the right time to mention the Lions right now. Um, so I'm not going to – shout out to our good friend, Dave Sofaro. The, the Lions, the roar is being restored, but it's not because they beat Zach Wilson and the Jets. Um, Kyle Shanahan, I think the coach of the year conversation is like, oh, for sure it's going to be Nick Sirianni. Kyle Shanahan is wiping the floor with teams with a guy that was the last pick in the NFL draft after spending multiple first round picks on a quarterback that isn't playing. And then his next quarterback isn't playing either. And it's not even close. Like he's just dominating teams. Um, and, uh, and winning better is a lot of money as well as they keep covering. Um, but I'm actually going to go with one that is way more out of left field. And that is, I think the bucks offense in a game. And the reason I'm calling this out is because no one's going to think about it because they, they piss the game down their leg. But in the first half of that game, and Romo oftentimes is all over the place, but he called this out in the game. They actually started doing some things in that game that made some sense on offense for the first time. They were running some play action. They were getting motion going. They didn't have Julio Jones in this game, but they were getting Godwin and Evans involved in a way that actually made sense. And this is something, again, a team that's going to be a home playoff game in all likelihood. Right now, they'd be playing the Cowboys. I can already see it. Tom Brady beating the Cowboys in round one, Jerry Jones and Mike McCarthy crying. So they're my biggest riser because I am looking forward to betting them against the Cowboys at home in the playoffs. Uh, So that's my biggest riser. Brad, what about you? Yeah, so I'm going to pivot to another Northern Florida team that's going to be hosting a playoff game with a losing record, and that is your Jacksonville Jaguars. (laughs) 7.2 yards per play today. We're dominant in this game. Lawrence not 100% healthy against one of the best defenses in the NFL. Led the entire league in yards per play today. Obviously, the defensive pick sick ends it off, but no joke. I I think they are going to maybe get this last seed, or not last seed. They're going to win the AFC South. They have the Jets on Thursday. One of the biggest Jets-Jaguars Thursday games. This was a meme of a game coming into the year. I now think I might be more excited for this game than any other game on the slate next week. <laughs> Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence. But, yeah, I mean, all jokes aside, he, he, he continued to show on his recent winning streak there have been some bad defenses in there, Chiefs, Ravens, a couple others. This is the Dallas Cowboys, and, and, and they balled out today. 
They are the best team in the state of Florida, the entire state of Florida, your Jacksonville Jaguars. So you look at this, the, the quarterbacks drafted in that class, which is supposed to be a transcendent class. Trevor Lawrence goes number one. Then you have Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, and, uh, and Mac Jones. Um, it, seems, it seems that Trevor Lawrence is, would go number one again, no doubt about it. I think you know, there's some debate, probably Fields number two, which credit to the Justin Fields syndicate. But I think the better question is actually how good is Trevor Lawrence just across the entire league? So here's what I was thinking we would do. Like, let's say that you're redrafting the league where obviously a young quarterback on a rookie, uh, on a rookie contract matters quite a bit. Where are you guys taking Trevor Lawrence? Like not necessarily like the exact spot, but like with which group of quarterbacks are you considering taking Trevor Lawrence? I'm going to go ahead and assume it's not, you know, Mahomes and Allen who are probably the top two on that list, but like how much further down uh, does it go? Like Brad, cause you brought this up. Where, where are you taking Trevor Lawrence? On my list. If you include contracts, I go Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, uh, Herbert or Herbert Burrow, whatever, not trying to piss off Arjun on the side, those two guys mm-hmm. in some order. And then Trevor Lawrence, you still get a bunch of years of rookie contract value. I think he is showing you now that he is a, you know, difference making can win because of type of quarterback. Uh, you have the, the pairing with Doug Peterson and all that. I, I was joking before, I'm not. They're going to win the AFC South this year. And honestly, for the foreseeable future, they're going to keep winning this division over and over again. I mean, Houston maybe gets a quarterback, figures things out, but Tennessee trending in the exact opposite direction, an old and injured roster. And then obviously the Indianapolis Colts, who knows what they're going to do, maybe draft a quarterback this year as well. But yeah, I think he's a top five pick in a, in a full league-wide redraft as of right now. Ben, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't think there's any way that you can put him any, anywhere outside the top five right now, right? I do think like that, it's probably like this like weird Jalen Hurts cutoff and like Justin Herbert. I do think Trevor Lawrence probably slots in, uh, I would say maybe like a half, a half a notch below like a Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow type tier or something like that. And I would say very clearly ahead of, you know, a, a guy like Jalen Hurts right now, I I I don't think that that's really, um, I don't think that's too far out there. And I, and I mean, after this kind of stretch of play, like I think there's probably a case to be made for him actually in some ways elevating, uh, you know, the, the offensive unit around him more so than what even guys like Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert have been doing. Right. Obviously we saw Justin Herbert without his, you know, trio of wide receivers kind of in the fold. I do think that, you know, with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, um, you know, and Josh Palmer and Jared, and Gerald Everett, like they are probably a better overall receiving unit than what Trevor Lawrence has been dealing with this year. So my only concern with the Jaguars, I would say kind of going forward is, you know, the, the big free agency splashes that they kind of made this off season are still very much like a, a mid tier to slightly below mid tier, I would say receiving unit. And I think that's, you know, a reason probably to have him very much in that conversation with Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert right now. The only concern I have is the way that you pronounced Jaguars. Um, Jaguars. <laughs> Jaguars. Um, it was funny because I was just having this conversation at, at uh, dinner yesterday about the ways that people pronounce words. Like the word caramel came up, and like how people in you know like Florida pronounce it caramel. Um, anyways, uh, not the not the okay. tangent that you tuned in for. So, okay, I get the, I get the Trevor Lawrence love. I, I am a huge Trevor Lawrence fan. I bet on the Jaguars today. 
Um, I have Trevor Lawrence in, in fantasy league. I'm very excited about it. Um, but like, are you guys really ready to just, uh, no one, n- neither of you even mentioned Lamar Jackson. Um, so, real quick, I mean, Hertz and Jackson are getting paid this offseason. So when you bring in contract, right. it's, yeah, I mean, it's two so years. You would rather, you yeah, have more confidence in Trevor Lawrence. Now, I, I'm playing a little bit of devil's advocate here, and I'll, I'll tell you where I'd take him in, in a second. But Lamar Jackson won an MVP. Like, we've seen Lamar Jackson for multiple years continue to be a, a, a really, really good quarterback. So are you that confident that that Lawrence is going to be that much better? I mean, you talk about receivers. You're adding Calvin Ridley into the fold next year. That makes Christian Kirk better. It makes everyone else in the roster better. Yeah, I'm I'm buying all the stock I can right now. Christian Kirk, by the way, would be the best receiver on the Ravens that uh, by a mile <laughs> that Lamar has had. Um, so last since week ten, last six weeks. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has is the only quarterback in the NFL with a 90-plus PFF passing grade. Uh, right behind him are Joe Burrow, Mahomes, and Allen. Um, so he, he has been really, 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 really good. Um, and, and I think you can make, like, I guess the question that I would have, you know, if you're looking at the Jaguars, they've made you some questionable decisions from a, from a free agent standpoint. But if you're redrafting the league, like you don't have to make those same decisions. So with Trevor Lawrence, I think the question is like, which players on a rookie contract could you win a Super Bowl with? Because that person, that that quarterback should be taken in the top five. And if Trevor Lawrence answers, like if you think the answer is yes, then then you go with it. Um, Not to be pessimistic here, but like I I need to see just a little bit more. from him like i think just a few games that even as impressive as they've been um i mean geno smith had a stretch of games that was that impressive right and and obviously geno smith is is no trevor lawrence from a from a tools perspective but um i I don't think i'm ready to take trevor lawrence over uh lamar jackson i'm taking him over dak prescott i'm taking him over uh jalen hurts the jalen hurts one is is tricky um i'm not taking him over herbert uh, I'm taking him over Tua, uh, just to be extremely clear to anyone out there that watches Emmanuel Acho a bunch. Um, so I, I think I'm kind of with you guys, with the exception of I'm I'm going to take Lamar Jackson uh, fair. over him. Because, um, I mean, Lawrence is going to – I mean, it's going to be a couple of years. Lawrence is going to be paid probably, you know, maybe he's the first guy to get $300 million guaranteed. Who knows? All right, All right. biggest faller, uh, Ben. I mean, this one's obvious, I would say. I know you I know you try to hype up, you know, the Buccaneers offensively and everything else, but like the NFC South in general is just a uh, complete laughing stock. I think it's probably I would I said this earlier, but I think it's probably the worst division we've seen, you know, that that's gonna have somebody in the playoffs in quite some time. Uh it, it's kind of an embarrassment, I would say. I mean, you know, even the even the Falcons, I would say, probably should have at least had a chance at the end to beat uh the New Orleans Saints. So uh, it's, it's, it's ugly. I mean, people try to buy in the, buy into the Carolina Panthers this weekend. I think the, the Pittsburgh Steelers is like plus three, uh, you know, was my, one of my favorite bets this weekend. And one of the easiest ones I've had to, uh, that actually was able to cash this weekend. So when you're trying to pump up a team like the Carolina Panthers, who have already fired their coach this year. Like it's a complete laughing stock as far as who's going to win this division. So I'm done with them. I was trying to, you know, get off the Tampa Bay bandwagon last weekend, but, uh, there's no way that I would be, 
um, you know, buying into the Buccaneers, I would say, at home against the Dallas Cowboys when we get to that wild card round because it's it's not a spot that I'm interested in getting into. I might get hurt because of that, like I did last year, you know, back in Philadelphia against Tampa Bay. But uh, I, I think it's all I think it's all said and done and written uh, from the NFC South perspective. I, I... It's okay. It's okay. We, Can't we, do it. We, Can't we, do it. We're on opposite sides of the spectrum. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, my faller is is Zach Wilson because I think that uh, he's fallen. He's fallen out of a, a golden opportunity. He had this really nice kind of reason for why he's been so crappy. I've played all these really tough defenses. Mike White gets to come in. Doesn't have to play that same gauntlet of defenses. You come back, you play the Lions at home and you lose the Lions at home, but you also make some, you just continue to look like Zach Wilson has the entire time. And like, that's all you need to know, in my opinion. Um, so I think that the biggest, the, the biggest disappointment here is, is Zach Wilson. I think, it, I don't know that Mike White gets a chance and, you know, he, he's fine, but he, he's not great. I, I think that, um, you know, you're looking at Aaron Rodgers uh, coming to coming to New York and playing for the Jets next year. I don't know how they do it, but um, that's my that's my take, and I'm sticking to it. Uh, so my biggest faller is if he could fall any further, Zach Wilson. Uh, Brad, what about you? Yep. So I'm going with the Seattle Seahawks. Touching them a little bit earlier, but uh, I got Geno Smith through Week Eight. He had our fourth highest passing grade, our third best big time throw rate, and was very low in turnover worthy play rate. The since Week Eight, his 65.5 grade is 29th. His big-time throw rate is 20th, and his turnover-worthy play rate is top 10 now. So, look, there has been some offensive line issues. I, had a I tweeted this out. A bunch of people said that. Well, yeah, when you're starting two rookie tackles that might hit the rookie wall at the end of the season, that's going to happen. They're now playing the Chiefs this next week, so they might be out of the playoffs um, here very quickly. So, look, fun season, better than I expected. I thought they were going to be like a four-win team. Was way off on that regard, but I, I think this slide is pretty real. I'm not saying I don't believe in Geno going forward, but – they're uh, they're trending in the wrong direction right now, and and losing Tyler Lockett maybe for the rest of the season potentially is just so massive. I, I think Lockett and Metcalf have been so so good this year. I don't think people appreciate like they just they've sa they've saved games and they've won games for them. Now only having Metcalf, I, I think they're gonna maybe you know lose the rest of their games on schedule. Yeah, and they were profitable from a betting standpoint as well to kind of get right. things started right and. Uh, that that has fallen fallen pretty far. So you look at the NFC now, and like that playoff picture is kind of interesting because um, it, so it's basically as, as far as I read it now. So the the Giants, I mean, what a massive win for them, right? Because of that tie and because of where the rest of the teams are going. Who who else kind of has a chance, and who do you guys think kind of sneaks in? Aurora has been restored. Yes, been the Lions are making the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We have them basically at the exact same, you know, percentage chance to make the playoffs as the Washington Commanders. Like, I think, you know, given the strength of schedule, Washington, uh, you know, has the fourth most difficult schedule remaining. Detroit 29th. Like, Detroit's getting into the playoffs here. As much as, you know, as much as the people don't want to hear it, as much as the haters want to say it's not going to happen, like, I think it's going to happen. Yeah, it feels like it, doesn't it? I, I mean, it's, um, it's, the dream is real, and, so... And so who would they, like thinking about who so who might they play if they sneak in? Are they are they a live dog in in the playoffs? Are they gonna be at Tampa? 
Or no, no, no. They'd be the no. they'd be like a seven seed. I mean, they'll so, be in Minnesota. Yeah. They'll play. They'll play. Pro- they'll probably play Minnesota at home, or so Minnesota at home. Oh. Be San Francisco probably is what it's gonna. Man, how scared, on a scale of one to ten? Um, be honest. How how terrified I'm are you about I'm like a, I would. I would literally. There's no way I would ever not back the Lions in a in a road playoff game against the Minnesota Vikings. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna bet their money line. I'm gonna bet their spread. I'm gonna bet their alt number. Like it's so bad. It's so bad. But it's. I would the honestly. Over, they're, the they are probably gonna playoff game. <laughs> Right. I mean, there's, yeah, there's, I mean, if you think about it though, like what was, I'm trying, I don't know why, but like, I mean, they were favored slightly, um, you know, at home last week, basically against the Vikings. Right. So you're looking at like a one and a half to two and a half point spread for the Vikings in the opening round of the playoffs against the Detroit Lions. Like maybe it gets out to three. Um, but there's, there's no way the market's going to do anything more than three given. And, and of course I'm basing this off like week 15 numbers and stuff like that. There's no way that the Vikings are going to be more than a three point favorite at home to the Detroit lions in the opening round of the playoffs. So great. Great. This is what we work so hard for Minnesota Vikings fans. So if it's more than three, you're taking the lions to the bank, right? Oh, essentially what we're saying is the pathway to a lion's playoff not just the playoffs but a lions playoff win lions playoff if they're playing the vikings the vikings at home are losing to the lions 100 percent. like it's just it's happening right. you can see that all the only miracle yeah. wins this season they're just gonna door stop it's already been lions, like 40 to 17 at home <laughs> uh you heard it there first. No, no, i'm crying about it already on the inside but i know it's, i mean I, I, you know what's gonna happen right like this is the this is the whole song and dance with a, as being a vikings fan is like this is this is how it ends so it's fine i'm just praying that the, the 49ers take over the second seed and we don't have to play. Uh, then we then we maybe get a team like the New York Giants who maybe are, you know, more susceptible to uh, some of the mess upness that the Vikings can provide to them. Because if, if it's the Lions week. the first round of the playoffs, yeah. We'll, we'll playoff preview, Giants at Vikings. We'll get into that later. <laughs> I'll be... I'll be there live and in the flesh, basically. So oh, take whoa. that into your handicapping abilities, right? So what's your record that I mean, welcome to the trend zone. What what's the Vikings against the spread record when you're in the building? So I haven't been, it's been a couple of years to be honest with you. And I was tracking pretty well at first. Uh, but I think I'm I last time I went was another it was a primetime game, which this one isn't, of course. And we got the we got like the doors kicked off us. So I think I'm like one and two. Uh, against the spread in my last three performances for the Minnesota Vikings, so I just adjusted I would, my I would guess. Giants, so I'm gonna yeah, say just right. my guess later, based off of those. those Got to move it at least a full point, right? The uh, someone in the in the chat, Dave Dave McClellan said, "Are the Vikings smart enough to tank for the Giants?" I mean, they now have you know they have coach and, and front office who might be smart enough to do that, um, but we're already on them. So we'll, we'll call them out if they happen to do that, uh, right. which would be, I mean, that, that would tell you how much the roar has been restored. Let's be extremely clear. Right. Also, what were the chances that two NFC North teams get in the playoffs and uh, the Packers are not one? Bad division. Right. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Ben Brown at PFF underscore Ben Brown. Follow him on Twitter. Some of the best content you will find. Uh, and if you're betting on the Bulls, um, a, a must follow as well. Um, Ben, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We will, uh, we will catch you later. All right. Uh, before we get to guessing the lines, which is going to be fun this week. Um, 
a little reminder for everybody. If you are in a state where you cannot bet legally on, uh, on sports, go to Brothrow, brothrow.com. It is essentially a, it's a place where you can bet on sports and you just bet directly against other people. You don't have to pay a VIG, uh, which is great. So if you bet 10, you win 10. Um, and uh, you get paid really quickly. You can pay it on Venmo, Cash App, uh, a couple of other places as well. Um, brothrow.com slash PFF is how you can sign up today. They're still kind of rolling out uh, the ability to log, uh, to create your own account there. So you need to use that link, brothrow.com slash PFF, um, and go bet against other people that are, um, going to pay you very quickly when you win. I've done it and uh, I can attest. It is a great experience. So go check it out. Brothrow.com. And, uh, if you're looking for a place to, you know, 2023 could be a little tricky. Uh, so if you're looking to make sure your money continues to grow, you're trying to buy a house, uh, maybe not right now, but uh, in the future, go to westernsouthern.com slash PFF, and they will help you put a game plan together so that your dreams can become a reality. Also, like life happens while you're in recession too. So if you're, you know, having a, a kid or you're looking for life insurance, whatever it is, Western Southern has your back. So go to westernsouthern.com slash PFF. Um, and last but not least, PFF, PFF.com and the PFF app. Go get your PFF Plus subscription. Set yourself up for the best betting time of the year, which is you're trying to avoid um, making small talk with your family. The best way to do that is to bet on sports. And so you can make sure that you have all the best bets, uh, whether it be from editorial content or the, or the tools that we have, player props, best bets, uh, the whole nine yards. Go to PFF.com, the PFF app, and get a PFF Plus subscription with promo code forecast. You get 25% off. All right. It's time to guess the lines. For that, we bring in our good friend, Arjun Menon. There he is. There we um, go. Arjun, every single week we come on here and we talk about another uh, throw that is a social media throw <laughs> from Justin Herbert. So I, I don't, all, I, all I can say is it seems like Emmanuel Acho is correct. How are you doing, brother? Doing good. Doing good. Had a, had a pretty good week betting this week, uh, three and yes. one. And, in my guess the lines from last week, but even just on personal plays, player props had a had a very profitable week. So excited to hop back into it. Yeah, we need to uh, update the records here. I see that Brad did it for himself. I guess Arjun, I, I'm behind here, but I can attest I did not lose a single bet from from last week here. So I don't know what the actual record is. I think you're 35 20 right now. I'm 30 and 25. I think you're 35 and 20 or something like that. Yeah. You're on a heater. All right. Um, I'll I'll take that. Uh, So last week, um, Brad, you were what? Five, six, six and one. Six and one. I'm uh, I'm three and oh, just on spread bets, but I gave out five teaser legs and they all hit. (laughs) Uh, And Arjun, you are three and one. And uh, you joined me on the Miami Dolphins teaser leg and the uh, Pittsburgh teaser leg as well. So, um, well, we have two losses total. Good week. Yeah. Okay. For the holiday so season. Uh, none, of, none of the wins matter except for the ones that are coming uh, this coming week. So we'll reset. Week 16, just to be clear so that everyone knows, Saturday is when most of the games are being played. So Saturday is like your normal Sunday. Sunday is Christmas Day. There are three games. That's the reason those games stink. It's because they had to set them a long time ago. And everyone thought that Tampa Bay-Arizona was going to be a great game at the beginning of the season. 
Uh, so no one knew. Um, we do have a Thursday night game and a Monday night game. So we start off with Jacksonville at the New York football Jets. I'm assuming here that this is uh, Zach Wilson. Is that right? I believe so, yeah. Mike White, like, broke ribs. So, yeah. Dear God, help us. Okay, Arjun kicks off. Yeah, I went Jags minus one. I had Jets minus one. Jets, wow. Okay, I have <laughs> I have Jags uh, a three-point favorite in this game, uh, which tells you how I feel about our good friend, Zach Wilson. Uh, let's take a look here. It is uh, Jets minus one. Okay, I'm, I'm way off there. Um, I guess I'll start because uh, we're going to kind of mix this up a little bit. And and the uh, person with the biggest spread difference is going to tell you whether you're going to bet or not. I feel like I have to, I feel like I have to bet this um, and, and take the Jags. And getting Trevor Lawrence against Zach Wilson feels like an absolute steal. So I will take uh, the Jags getting one point i also like this as a teaser like but it's it's plus one minus 115 um on bet mgm let me see if fanduel has something different um fanduel has minus one and a half actually jags minus one and a half that's interesting big difference there um so i guess we'll take the bet mgm line because that's the one i i'm gonna bet <laughs> uh arjun what about you yeah, I mean, I, I love the Jags in the spot. It's like you said, getting Trevor Lawrence pretty much as a pick em against Zach Wilson. Also, the fact that I, this is my kind of hypothesis for the lines this week. Like, you bet on elite offenses against elite defenses. And while I think the elite offense of the Lions was kind of slowed down and they won because of two very fluky plays, the Jaguars offense has been rolling since week nine. You kind of talked about it with Ben, how Trevor Lawrence has been one of the or the highest graded quarterback since week nine. Um, the two coverages that the Jets love to run the most, cover one and cover three, Trevor Lawrence averages like a 0.16 EPA versus cover three and like a 0.3 EPA versus cover one. So everything the um, the Jets like to run, the Jacks, especially with Trevor Lawrence, counter very well. And I think they're just going to stick. What I would do, if I, obviously you'd want, you don't want to coach your bets, but just stick Marvin Jones on Sauce Gardner's side. So he's like the sac- sacrificial lamb. And then you just throw to Christian Kirk and – um and say jones but yeah i love the jacks in this spot yep easy look for me as well i'm not sure if quinn and williams goes in this game because the short week into a thursday uh jags came out pretty unscathed cam robinson questionable but i think he'll be all right by thursday yeah i, I made it just minus one because i figured you know the, the lions just beat the, the you know the breaks off the jaguars last mm-hmm. week and the jets were still minus one in this in that game so uh yeah easier leg uh i'll be betting it with something buffalo at Chicago, Arjun. Um, I had Bills minus 10. Same here. I had uh, Bills by eight and a half. And it uh, is Bills by eight minus 114. MGM has nine and nine and a half. Well, another discrepancy there. Big discrepancy. Okay. Um, I don't know. Who do you think sharper? Dan Bill or Ben MGM. Either way, good opportunities for the people. You can tease yeah. on you can tease on FanDuel if you like the Bills. That's a good. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll give I'll let you guys you guys have uh 10 and 10. So are either of you gonna go run to FanDuel and bet minus eight? I mean, yeah, I don't I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll throw it's a teaser leg. Yeah, if if I can tease it at eight, um, uh, I'm not 
that I think FanDuel's teasers are kind of, you know, you don't get minus or you don't get six points at minus 120 or minus 110. But um, I, I mean, I can't bet this because the Jairus burned me this week on a sick back door. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why you tease. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not going to, even though I could grab the nine and a half, I feel lucky having got the, the, uh, the Bears win on the back door cover this week, and I'm not going to try try it again. Uh, so I'm going to lay off this one. Um, but I do think it moves um, closer to uh, eight, eight and a half. And when it does, I, I do like the Bills as a teaser. Um, Brad, any play here? Yeah, no, I, at eight, I'll tease it. But uh, if with our nine and a half, I'll, ju- I'll just leave it alone. But, I mean, the Bears came into this game super injured. Tevin Jenkins, their best offensive lineman, is not going to play next week. Had a pretty nasty concussion. Uh, they have no Claypool, no Mooney today. They're just – they're a broken football team. So, I, I the Bills are going to roll on this one. Saints and Browns. Um, by the way, I had the Saints minus four and a half today. And for anyone who had that as well, may I – pray for you because that was absolute garbage the number the referees today were on one um they deserve that cover anyways they play the browns arjun i went browns minus three and a half same here i had the browns minus three it is on FanDuel minus three minus 115 so uh basically everyone is right here um anyone have a play i'm gonna guess no I'm actually, yeah, I'm, I'm riding with the Browns again. Uh, Watson's oh. stat line wasn't incredible. Uh, Cosby was was average if you look at the box score, but he actually looked pretty good um, on the field. And mm. uh, the Saints, yes, you are right. Uh, me winning Atlanta was laughable. I was sitting there laughing as it covered, especially late in the game when the, the Saints like could have kicked the field goal late and they fumbled the, the snap on whatever it was. Um, but, yeah, Ritter was a privilege. He was not very good. Uh, and they still managed to kind of backdoor there. So, yeah, I'm rolling with Cleveland again. What do you think the total is on this game? And if you guys haven't looked, you can guess. Uh, like 41 and a half. So you might want to check the weather because it's 34 and a half on FanDuel. Oh, okay. Okay. Ooh. I'll keep, I, I like it even more though. I like the Browns running game a little bit. I mean, it seems like a good run. As, if Cosby's, as long as Cosby's not making any passes, you're in good shape. That's exactly right. You're welcome. Um, I was tired going into this podcast, but new life, new life has been breathed into me. Uh, Houston, Tennessee. Uh, Arjun, are you betting that game? Sorry. No. Okay. Good. Uh, Houston, Tennessee. Um, the patented Thursday night game that we love every single week, uh, every single year. Arjun, what do you have? I went Titans uh, minus seven. I did minus six and a half. I wow. I have the Titans minus nine and a half. Uh, it is minus seven. Um, I'm the furthest off here. I'm not. I'm not gonna bet this one. Uh, Tan, really because of Tan Hill's injury. Um, but I do like this as a teaser leg. I think um, Tennessee still got a chance. You know, even though Jacksonville looks really good. And this just, there's this, you know, Derrick Henry running for like 3,000 yards in this game. Um, Houston off of a spunky, you know, try against Kansas City. I'll make this a teaser. Like, um, what about you guys? Any play for you? Derrick Henry overs because he runs for 200 yards and two touchdowns in every matchup. He has fifth straight with 200. Yeah, I'm teasing him as well. Um, 
I don't think Tennessee's good. I, you know, I went under a touchdown for a reason, but uh, they'll they'll win this game. Uh, yeah, so I'm teasing them with the officially them and the Jags on the board. Seattle, Kansas City in Kansas City, Arjun. I went uh, Chiefs minus nine. Yeah, I had Chiefs minus eight and a half. Okay, uh, I'm closer than both of you. I had uh, Chiefs by ten and a half, and it is Chiefs by ten on Fanduel right now. Um, so I'll start with you, Brad, since I think you were furthest off. I was furthest off, but definitely not playing the Seahawks. Um, I think the locket loss is going to be massive. I think they're going to struggle with the football, and then their defense is just not good. Um, I'm staying away from Kansas City here. They have not covered a bunch recently, but yeah, it's uh, even though I was off in favor of Seattle, I'm, I'm not taking them. Arjun? Yeah, staying away. Same reasons as Brad. Likewise. Uh Giants, Vikings, the preview of uh, a potential playoff matchup. Uh, Arjun, would you make this? I went Vikings minus four. Oh, wow. I had Vikings minus six and a half. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> uh, I had Vikings by three and a half, and that is what it is. Uh, so, Brad. Congrats. So here's what, here's why I did that, and it says a ton, and I knew I was going to find out either way. So that means that they're saying they think Minnesota is worse fundamentally than Washington Commanders because they were just minus four and a half at home against the Giants, and now mm-hmm. they're minus three and a half at Minnesota. But Minnesota has an extra day of rest. That's that's what that's what's happening. So, uh, I mean, I think I have to right by a full field goal. I don't like the I don't like the Vikings, but yeah, I'll, I'll take a minus three and a half. <laughs> I guess that is what it's saying. Although, like, clearly they, that spread was wrong. For sure. I mean, you nailed it last week, and that was a good call, by the way, and it was it, all day. It was an easy bet. But, yeah, I still – I think I just have to. Like, I did it on purpose. I set, I set a trap for myself, and I walked right into it. So, Yeah. Okay. Um, Arjun, you doing anything with this? Yeah, uh, I'm laying off. Uh, same, although – like, if I had to bet one side of this, I kind of like the Giants again, uh, but I'm not going to tempt fate. Um, by the way, Brian Dable, I still, I can't, like, he took, Bill Belichick kind of looks like a homeless person in most of the games he coaches. Br- Brian Dable looked like he was dressing up for Halloween tonight. It was absolutely incredible. Uh, Cincinnati uh, in New England. Um, we're on to New England. Arjun? I went Bengals minus five. I had Patriots plus four. I had Patriots. So originally I had this uh, five and a half. And then after New England had what is the worst way to lose a game in in human history, I gave them an extra point uh, back because of what Bill Belichick is going to do to them this week. Um, I am seeing uh, seeing three and a half minus 105. I think four at BetMGM. Yeah. yeah, so I went I went four and a half, by the way, uh, for the Patriots. Um, I guess you're furthest off, Arjun. You making a play here? Yeah, I, I've been I've been betting the Bengals at the right time, every, like pretty much all season. And I I posed this question to you guys last week about the Bucks, and I'm going to do the same for the Bengals. Like, what are the Bucks or what are the Patriots good at this year? And it's like their offense is terrible. Mac Jones Mm -hmm. couldn't do anything against one of the worst pass defenses in the NFL. The Patriots secondary lacks top end talent. And now they have to face Jamar Chase and T Higgins. 
to, uh, in my opinion, the best wide receiver duo in all of football. Whoa. And, well, I think that they're the fair. best. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think I think they're the best. T. Higgins is Waddle awesome. Hill. Um, yeah. Judon and Uche, who have been having tremendous years, go against a pretty solid tackle duo in Jonah Williams and Lyle Collins, who've, I think, like, had like up and down seasons but for the most part the Bengals pass walking unit has got progressively better over time I don't see any again advantage for the Patriots in this game and I I think the Bengals are you know a great football team this year and I think this is a great spot to back them I could not agree more uh, again th- with this one just like uh, the last game I was like okay the the Bucks were plus three and a half the Patriots I think are a similar football team so I put it at four um, and I agree for the exact same rationale plus Trey Henderson did not play in today's game. Mike Hilton did not did not play in today's game. Both guys were close. They were game to, not game time decisions really, but like they could have been you know, maybe played. So you can maybe get both of those guys back for this next game. Uh, I'm I'm tailing again on the Bengals. It's if if the if the Pats just had won that game or lost it in a normal way, hundred percent on this. <laughs> um, but man. That is going to be a rough week uh, for them. Also, the Bengals kind of won and covered in a sort of fluky way. Um, But we win and we lose as a team. So I'm joining you guys. Bengals, let's ride. Detroit in Carolina. Um, Arjun. I went Lions minus four. I Carolina plus two and a half. Um, I told Dave Sofaro I'd show the Lions the respect they deserve. So I made the Detroit Lions a four-point favorite on the road against a bad football team, but, you know, whatever. Um, It is three. Uh, Arjun and I both have it at four. Arjun, I'm I'm rolling with the Lions. You joining me? Yeah, yeah. Got to roll with the Lions here. I think there's a good chance it lands on three, but this Panthers defense I thought was really good coming into this week, and they kind of had like a weird defense performance against the Steelers. At one point, the Steelers had a 21-play, 91-yard drive that spanned 12 minutes to open up the second half, which is just absolutely incredible. Um, but, you know, I think, honestly, like, the Lions' defense, while I, I think still lacks, like, top-end talent, has been playing better in recent weeks. They they can stop the run now, and Chuba Hubbard and Deontay Foreman, like, that's what the Panthers kind of like to do. Um, and, yeah, deep, the Lions are rolling, and I think this is a good bounce-back spot for them on offense. Yep, I agree with all those points. I'm going to stay away just because I've been riding the Lions and I don't want to jinx myself, but I, uh, <laughs> I agree with everything you just said. Okay, we now go to uh, Falcons-Ravens. So is Lamar back for this? I think he will be. I, I'm not going to guarantee it. Uh, it was an ankle. They always mess around with ankles and try to say they'll be fine, but I think he plays in this game, and my, 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 my guess is, is, is with him playing. Yeah, that's what I had as well. Arjun, when he kicks off. Yeah, with him playing, I went Ravens minus seven. Same here. Likewise, and that is what it is. Any bets for anybody? No. Nope. <laughs> uh, thoughts on Ritter today? He was bad. He was real bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, he the really fact was. That they like, covered, the fact that they covered with that Ritter performance was astounding. Tyler Algier had had a day yeah. uh, day for the ages. No, it really was a bizarre. Was, I mean, Tyler Algier, by the way, Brad, he was a he was a guy they had to trade up in the second round to pick. Traded yeah. up to like yeah, early yeah, second. Um, no, yeah, yeah, but Rashid Shahid though. Shout out Rashid Shahid and the Saints, who I think has like twelve touches on the year and like seven of them are touchdowns. The guy just all he does is score. 
Yeah, incredible. Um, all right, we move on to Washington in San Francisco to play the 49ers. Arjun? I went 49ers minus eight. I went minus seven and a half. <laughs> I, I swear to God, I'm not a homer. I have them by 12 and a half. <laughs> Uh, in this game i don't know what I, this might have been where i fell asleep during the the 4 p.m games um it is not that i see seven and a half minus 106 on FanDuel, minus seven on uh on bet mgm i like i guess i have to out of principle why did i make it 12 and a half um the you know the the washington football team their strength is their defensive line but i am very concerned about what Taylor Heineke is going to look like in San Francisco against this, uh, this defense. Um, I, I think it is going to be a complete nightmare. And I, again, I think that the market values Heineke a lot more than his PFF numbers would over 5% of his throws are turnover worthy. And that's a recipe for absolute disaster. Um, so that, that's why I made it so big. I, in hindsight, I think that's a little rich, probably something more like nine and a half, ten. But I will bet San Francisco here. Um, Arjun, what about you? Yeah, I, I honestly like I, I could see myself taking the uh, minus minus seven here. I think the better plays a teaser like just teasing them down to one, just picking them to win because I don't really see how they lose. Um, I think that's what I'm going to do here. And like you said, they have a lot of matchup advantages on both sides of the ball. George, redraft NFL. Taylor Heineke, Brock Purdy. Who who you taking earlier in the draft? Brock Purdy, man. It's not even close. <laughs> I'll stay I off mean, it's not jinxy guys, but I, I agree with everything you said. Uh the matchup in particular, I agree. Like the def- defensive interior for Washington, I think will be handled to a degree. That interior in San Francisco has been playing some very good football of late. Um one one concern, Traverius Ward concussion. I don't know if he plays, mm. you know, so maybe you get some scary Terry. But like you yeah. said, I mean Eric Armstead and, and Bosa are gonna be in his lap the whole game anyway. So the whole game. I mean, anyone that watched the game tonight, the big takeaway was actually the Giants kind of handled the Washington defensive line and the New York Giants got got to Heineke. Like, and, and Thibodeau looked really good. So if Thibodeau looked really good, Nick Bosa is going to look amazing. Philly-Dallas, the game of the week by a pretty sizable margin. I went back and forth on this one. So I'm really curious what you guys ended up with, Arjun. Uh, I went Eagles pick them. Or I had no, just to pick them. I'm not saying I don't know why I said Eagles pick them. Just pick them. I almost so George. Funny you mentioned that because I almost changed this, but I just left it. Dallas minus one and a half in this game. Okay, you nailed it. It is on right. Fanduel. Dallas minus one and a half. Uh-huh. I went pick them as well. I I just felt that was the right uh the right move. So I I love the Philly teaser leg. Out to seven and a half. Um, that is that's one of my favorite teaser likes. Now, Hertz looked awful today from a passing perspective. Um, but you know, it wasn't. I'm not. He's been good enough this year. I don't think that's a, a sign of things to come. And I also love the Philly kind of matchup mentality mentality advantage versus McCarthy and and the Cowboys. Um, so yeah. Uh, what about you guys? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a great teaser. Like, I'm taking Philly straight up. I think they're the better team in this matchup. 
Um, the one issue I have with the Cowboys is I think their run defense has not been exposed yet because they're always usually playing with a lead. And I think Philly, if they want to, if Nick Sirianni and Shane Steichen sit together and watch the film and, you know, speak with the analytics team and say like, hey, we can run down Dallas's throat if we want to and not kind of fall into this force hurts to be this passer, which is I think he's been a great passer for most of the year. But I think if they lean into his rushing strength and the strength of the rushing game overall uh, against the Cowboys, I think they'll have a lot of success. And then on the other side of the ball, the Cowboys, to me, have C.D. Lamb. And then it's like, who else on off- on offense? And I think you can take away C.D. Lamb with Avante Maddox and, you know, shadowing from a safety. Or if he lines up outside, you just stick Darius Slayer, James Bradbury on him. I don't really trust any of the Cowboys secondary receivers. Michael Michael Gallup got a pretty good deal this offseason. Hasn't really produced. I think he has like 300 yards. Noah Brown isn't really a wide receiver too. And I think the Philly run defense didn't have like that great of a performance today. But against Justin Fields, like who actually has a good performance on the ground. And I think, you know, getting some guys back like Jordan Davis will help them in this matchup. So I'm taking the Eagles straight up, but I also love them as a teaser leg. Yep, uh, I'm teasing them with San Fran, so these last two. Uh, one thing you didn't mention, too, I think they'll probably put Trevon Diggs and A.J. Brown. We'll see how that goes. But the injuries to Dallas, I honestly think Deron Bland, the rookie, the six-rounder, is good in the slot. I think he's going to be fine. But Devontae Smith against Kelvin Joseph, who is a early second-round pick, a, a talented player. But you mentioned the coaching mismatch with you know Sirianni versus McCarthy. I think they're going to put him in a blender, just scheme some things up to really just pick at the weaknesses that Dallas has um, in their secondary. And then – if any offensive line can hold up against this Cowboys pass rush, it's the Eagles. So um, I think it is a good matchup for them. I'm, I'm afraid to bet it straight up, but as a teaser leg, I love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, with you guys. Um, I don't know. I, I think that uh, I'm curious where this line will move, actually, like during the week. Um, we'll see. It'll be interesting. Um all right, uh, we go to uh, one more Saturday game. Sorry, this is Saturday night, uh, I believe. Is there actually a Saturday night game? I think so. Yes, there is a Saturday night game, but it is on uh, NFL Network, not on uh, not on NBC. That's on Christmas Day. Philly, I'm uh, sorry, uh, Las Vegas, Pittsburgh, in Pittsburgh. Arjun? I have this as a pick em. I'd Steelers minus two and a half. I Steelers by one and a half. It is Steelers by one and a half minus one fourteen on FanDuel. I think I'm teasing the Raiders out to eight and a half, um, if I can, or seven and a half. I don't, you know, whatever the number is. Mm-hmm. Look, the Steelers are not beating anyone by more than one score. They don't have the offense for it, and the Raiders, I think, by all accounts, will, with Waller and Renfro back, Renfro back, should keep this at, at a one score game. I legitimately, I mean, I wasn't really watching the the Raiders. Uh, Patriots game until the end uh, because the Chargers were playing and also because I was watching Bengals box on the side. I, from what I like was just box score watching, they were up 17, three at half and then just proceeded to, you know, score no points for the remainder of the second half until 34 seconds left. I don't know what goes on in Las Vegas or what the Raiders do in the second half of games, but um, I, I don't see the Steelers really like blowing them out by more than one score. And I think, I think teasing them is the best option, but I also like them straight up, but I think teasing them is better here. Yeah. I want to agree. I, I just, think there's a couple of mismatches that scare me a little bit. I, I think the Raiders could definitely win this game. Um, but yeah, teaser if anything, but I'll, I'll just stay away here. Yeah. I'm on that. I'm on that teaser leg as well. Um, a bit. Uh, 
Green Bay and Miami. This one starts off the Sunday slate in Miami. Uh, obviously, Green Bay still has to play uh, tomorrow against the Rams. Arjun, would you make this? Wait, all those games were Saturday that we just did? Yep. Yeah. Saturday <laughs> is basically the Sunday. Okay. I did, I did not know that. Um, I went with uh, Dolphins minus um, five. Uh, Dolphins minus three and a half. Uh, this is another one I'm way off. Uh, I have Dolphins by seven. Uh, it is Dolphins by four and a half, not seven. Um, yeah, I'm going to take the, the Dolphins. Um, my reasoning for this is pretty simple. Um, I think that the uh, the Green Bay Packers are a team that kind of keeps up with the Joneses when the team is average, uh, but they're going to have a really hard time staying within a score against one of the better teams in the NFL. And the Dolphins, I think even though they lost the game against the Bills, really showed some things offensively. Their run game was phenomenal. That's one of the things that I expect Mike McDaniel to do. Who owned the Green Bay Packers? Uh, who continues to own the Green Bay Packers? The San Francisco 49ers. And Mike McDaniel, you know, student of Kyle Shanahan, uh, is going to bring that here. Look, the, the Packers, um, I, I think, are a team that on paper should should do well against uh, the Dolphins, but I think in, in actuality are going to, going to struggle a little bit. So uh, I will take the Dolphins minus four and a half here. Arjun, what about you? Yeah, I'm, I'm riding with you, George. I, I'm kind of mad that I didn't make it like Dolphins minus six or something. Um, and I think I just like completely like forgot to like update it or something. But the, the Packers, you know, Marcus Mosher, who's a writer for PFF, does a lot of great work on the website. He has like a, a like a table he puts out every, every week. He calls it like big plays. Um, so 10 plus yards rush and 20 plus yards pass. And I looked at it for defenses. The Packers have allowed the fifth most big plays. They've allowed um, like their top 10 in big passing plays allowed. And like you said, like Mike McDaniel with the 49ers kind of has kind of owned Green Bay in his tenure. And the one thing about the Dolphins offense is they're so explosive. And I don't really see how the Packers are going to be able to stop them. And the one weakness of the Dolphins you know, in general is their defense, more specifically their secondary. And is Alan Lazard, Christian Watson, and, you know, Randall Cobb, the receiver receiver core to take advantage of that tree of that secondary. I think not. So I am riding with you on the Dolphins, on the Dolphins right here. Yep. I'll make it a social and just add to the other weakness of Miami is the offensive line. The Packers, since they lost for Sean Gary, just have not got after the quarterback. So we'll, uh, we'll make it a social. With it's us three and Emmanuel Acha. What a what a dynamic quartet that's going to be. Wow, this game sucks. Denver and Los Angeles, the Rams in Los Angeles. Of course, the Rams play the Packers tomorrow. Still, uh, is this going to be um, Russ back, Brad? It, it, I think so. Um, but honestly, he looked fine at the poker table. So. He did. He looked like he was winning some hands, uh, unlike on the football field. Um, actually, you know, he got 21. It's the first time he got 21 all, all year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he went to play blackjack just so he could get over 18. Just so he could feel it. Just so he could taste it. Uh, yeah, so I think he, he probably is eligible to play, but who knows? I, I, hey, I'm happy they won today, though, for, for my Bears uh, draft pick. So good job, Broncos. Good work. Um, 
All right, we'll assume Russ plays in this game, uh, which I don't know if it really matters. Arjun, would you make it? I went Broncos plus one. I had Rams minus one, yeah. Yeah, I had Rams uh, minus one and a half. It is Rams plus one, minus 115. Oh, boy. Did um, we just talk ourselves into all betting on the Broncos? Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I refuse. I'm not betting on the Broncos. There's no way. Dude, one and oh in their last one. I and, and I, I, I see think a... the Rams could be favored, so no. But wait, George, no, what, what line did you give out? Uh it's it's Rams plus one, minus one fifteen. Okay, yeah, yeah. I will tease. Um I'll tease the, the total on this game is thirty five and a half. Um so I mean look the, the Broncos defense is f- fantastic. Um but uh I'll, I'll tease the Rams. The Rams have no reason to to tank here. Yeah, the winner of this game is the loser, uh, for sure. Baker Mayfield <laughs> over intercept. Oh, Baker Mayfield over interceptions prop is kind of juicy against this Broncos defense. Honestly, the Lions are the loser if the if the Rams win this game. True. Yeah. Very true. Uh, Tampa Bay and Arizona. This is the Sunday night game uh, on Christmas evening. Um, I don't know about Colt McCoy, but I will say this. If it is Trace McSorley, my God, that was that was heinous. The Cardinals should have covered, probably won that game with Colt McCoy. And Trace McSorley, I want to say, was two for eight with like two interceptions. Uh, and they still almost um, covered against the, the Broncos. Uh, Arjun, what did you make this? I went Bucks minus four. So we also don't know if McSorley he got injured too. So mm. I, I made it. I made it Cardinals plus four and a half, but I then put QB question mark next to that. So uh, I went Bucks by seven, and um, I think it could have made it seven and a half. To be perfectly honest with you, oh, yeah, you're being old. What am I? What am I missing here? The Cardinals are a complete dumpster fire. And the Bucks did look okay. Your, your point earlier is solid. They actually outgained the, the Bengals in yards per play. Obviously, it was kind of fluky with the turnovers on four straight possessions. But seven and a half it, for this Bucks team it, is a decent chunk. Yeah, I, I get you. I mean, I just – if McCoy is hurt and it is McSorley, then this is, a, this is a joke. But if it is McCoy, like it's Colt freaking McCoy. I, I don't know. Um, and I, I do think the Bucks. Uh, sort of figure it out, and I'll say this: I think that you know the Arizona Cardinals defense does not have a defensive backfield that you are extremely uh, excited about. Godwin Evans uh, with Brady with Tristan Wirfs back. Um, I mean, the, the Cardinals are horrible; like they are terrible. So um, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if if Cliff uh, is gone soon. Um, looks like Steve Kime is out, so. Give me, give me, give me Brady. I'm riding with you. Um, Carlton Davis also had a great game when it was still a game earlier, and it got kind of weird, but he was great. Maybe you get Jamel Dean back as well. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm riding with you on the Bucks. I'm out. Okay. <laughs> I've had some kind of bet on like most of the games, so may God have mercy on me. This is like the the week was it like three four weeks ago where I, I placed eight. Holiday George is just firing off bets. I know, right? Wearing my, my Grinch uh, hoodie over here. Uh, Chargers, Colts uh, in Indianapolis. I just can't wait to see the Colts rebound from blowing a 33-point lead to Kirk Cousins. 
Arjun, would you make this? Your Chargers, Monday night, Monday after Christmas. Yeah. What a gift. Went Chargers minus three. Same here. Likewise, and that is what it is. Um, any uh, any bets from anybody here? I'm not I'm not gonna bet. I will, you know, give out some good data info to the people. Justin Herbert this year has been really bad against cover three. Seth Galina also, I believe, did a piece on this on the website or at least talked mm-hmm. about it on Twitter or on another forecast at some point. Typically, the Saints, you know, New Orleans, Sean Payton's system has struggled versus cover three. Gus Bradley, all he wants to do is sit in single high and run cover three. Herbert has a negative 0.2 EPA per play versus cover three this year. For whatever reason, he struggled. And DeForest Buckner is, is probably going to have like a Jeffrey Simmons type game. Um, I just, I'm not, I don't have a side. I just think there's a lot of bad things that go total, against the Chargers offense. Total is 47 and a half. It's actually, uh, it's pretty high. The second, third, third highest total of the week. Um, I think there are more totals under 40 than there are over 45, um, <laughs> which uh, tells you something, uh, but under 47 and a half, I think is interesting. And Brad, uh, like the biggest lock of the entire week was the was what Brad called out last Sunday night, which was Jags Cowboys over at that time, 45 and a half. It moved out to 47 and a half. We still made it our lock of the week and it was, it hit in the third quarter. So I was going to ask Brad, like, where's our total for this week? Maybe this is it. I, I agree with you. I like the under here a ton. I mean, I think you're going to see similar things that Tennessee did. Indy's going to do the same stuff. Stunts up front, complicate things for the interior of the Chargers. They have good corners that can, you know, hold this Chargers uh, wide receiver trio. So, yeah, I don't hate that at all. But I will say, too, the over. I think there was an overcorrection on overs. Like, I think mm-hmm. it was so bad to start the year that I think there are some spots. Not here, of course. I do agree with them, the under. But just, like, keep an eye out on the board. Like you mentioned, there's so many games. Not those low ones, but – like it's games that should be 49 and a half 50 are now in the 46, 47 range. And I think it's still, there's room for profit the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Packers dolphins, 46 and a half is one that sticks out. Our model yep. likes it. By the way, you can see um, what our model likes on the PFF app and PFF.com with the PFF plus subscriptions. Go get it. That was our podcast Sunday night. Next Sunday night will be Christmas night. I didn't even think about that, but that's going to be a real joy. I can't wait to spend Christmas night with you guys. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Members of the Printing Press who hung out with us live, we love you. Thanks for hanging out. We will see you on Wednesday evening. Peace.